Hello listeners and welcome back to Spooky Shenanigans. Of course, hello watchers as well. Um, ooh, you watchers, you writing us letters soon. Um, <laughs> this is Spooky Shenanigans and I am your host PJ and joining me as usual is our resident believer and super bitch, sorry witch, Nell. Rude! That's a slip of the tongue. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and spooky shenanigans you know is your podcast for all things creepy spooky and downright strange Ooh. and i've got another jingle for this episode but you can wait for that Uh-oh. <laughs> i just thought of it it's really cringe as usual but <laughs> but this is episode three of season two of spooky shenanigans and today we're covering the <laughs> Chilling story. Oh, oh, Come on, I had to. Oh, God. <laughs> I think not Nell is joining them in the afterlife after that. Oh, Even for you, PJ, that was terrible. I should have seen that coming, and yet. <laughs> you haven't even heard my jingle for this episode yet. So Do you I wait. Want to hear this jingle. <laughs> so, episode three is about. <laughs> Chillingham Castle, that very famous castle, not too far from the Scottish border. Mm-hmm. But because it's Scottish, I want to say Borda, because <laughs> I love the way I the Scots say that. Are Borda? Like <laughs> Any Scottish people watching? Please rate my uh, my Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I love the accent; it's brilliant. Um, but anyway. If you're unfamiliar with how we do things on Spooky Shenanigans, we're on episode three of season two, Get With The Times. Um, <laughs> I know I keep shouting this at you every episode. <laughs> it's important. I think I may have it now, PJ. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I think you get it now. <laughs> um, so I will introduce the episode. Um, brief information, sometimes can be a bit tongue-in-cheek. Then Nell comes in and gives us all the detail and looks further into the ghostly goings on. So, yeah. Ooh, I'm Ghostus Interruptus. <laughs> and I'm interrupting you. Break it down now. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to get on with the episode. <laughs> Nestled in the picturesque English county of Northumberland. Chillingham Castle dates back to the 12th century. 1100s for idiots out there. <laughs> a stronghold of the Grey family. I'm sorry, but why is there always a Grey in there? The Grey lady is like the most infamous ghost ever. She's everywhere. <laughs> Every castle needs at least one Grey lady. I know, absolutely. A stronghold of the Grey family and royalist home during the English Civil War. King Charles I. <laughs> its walls whisper of centuries of history, but also, it seems, they murmur of other less worldly tales. It's said that Chillingham is one of the most haunted castles in Britain. The most, if you ask their marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody marketers. 
But in all seriousness, there have been numerous reports of paranormal activities, so many that the castle now offers ghost tours. I mean, you've got to get that coin right. Absolutely. It's kind of like Disneyland, but the characters oh, drag you from hell. <laughs> <laughs> now, the most famous of these spectral tenants is the Blue Boy. I mean, I'm kind of in a good setting, right? (laughs) (laughs) This apparition named for the blue aura that supposedly surrounds him is often seen in what is called the pink room. Bit of gender stereotyping going on there. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a cross between a boy band and an interior decorator, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Guests have reported blue flashes and a blue halo of light above their beds after a loud wail. Shall I do a wail just to see how it goes? Please don't. You've... <laughs> I, I want I to do a ghostly one, to, but... you know, deafen our, our listeners. <laughs> I want to do a ghostly wail, but now all I can think of is the usual. Hello, I am a whale. <laughs> We all love Dory. (laughs) We do. Apparently, the blue boy isn't one for subtlety. After a spine-chilling display of lights and sounds, guests have found the room to be considerably colder. If you think that's merely a silly ghost tale, you might reconsider. even makes me think. Just a slight amount. During a renovation in the 20th century, workers found a young boy's skeleton within a 10-foot-thick wall. Alongside him, you guessed it, remnants of blue clothing. Mm. But in recent times, the castle has leaned into its spectral reputation, starring in shows like Most Haunted and I'm Famous and Frightened, which actually I've never heard of before, but I really want to watch that. I haven't haven't either. (laughs) We should should do a binge. (laughs) We should, I think. We should. (laughs) (laughs) They've got a torture chamber. I mean, who doesn't nowadays? (laughs) Sex positive. Um, A tea room. (laughs) A tea room, which we've got to go visit. Um, Uh, And a gift shop, which if you've watched our recent Spooky Shenanigans Ah. slash Life of PJ YouTube video, you'll know that I always love a gift shop. You do. You do. But I've heard that's the real price that they scare you with the prices. So, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, whether you're an aspiring ghostbuster or just someone who enjoys a lovely cup of tea, yep, in a possible poltergeist paradise, bit of alliteration there, Chillingham Castle has something for everyone. But just remember, listeners and viewers, if you feel a cold spot and see a blue flash, might be time to say hello. To our friend, the blue boy. Peace out. MC. <laughs> MC. Oh, wait, no, actually, I have to sing my jingle now, don't I? Yes. Okay, bye. <laughs> yep, go for it. <laughs> oh, no. You know, it's bad when you start slaughtering beforehand. In the spooky north, there's a spooky castle. But if you have beef with my ghostly friends, it's not chilling beef, it's not chilling pork, 
It's chilling ham. <laughs> it's chilling ham. <laughs> I think I think they'll want to license it. Oh dear. Imagine that playing as you go through the castle doors. <laughs> now that would be enough just to scare all of us just away. And the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, um, shall I bring in the spooks? I can see to you now. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, watchers, we're not actually on anything. I haven't got any incense burning or herbal stuff going on. (laughs) What you say? (laughs) (laughs) It's just the end of the week, almost. (laughs) Almost. One more day. One more day. One more day. <laughs> anyway, back to spookiness. Anyway, yes. So, Chillingham Castle stands on 1,500 acres of Chillingham Park. And Chillingham Park itself is unique as it has 330 acres where the wild cattle of Chillingham roam. Now, these are a feral herd of medieval oxen which live and roam freely, and you can actually go and see them to this day. Oh, okay. So, Chillingham Castle began life as a monastery. The original manor house was destroyed in the Scottish raid in 1246 and was replaced by a tower house, which remains one of the four corner towers today. Although the place didn't actually become a fortified castle until 1344, when they got royal permission to add the battlements. Chillingham has been home to the Grey family and their descendants since 1246, but bought by Sir Humphrey Wakefield in 1982, after the place had been abandoned and left to decay, which he spent over a decade working to restore. Now, Good a that, that That is a long time. Like, that is that commitment. Is dedication. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to buy a castle, you know that that's a long-term investment. Mm. Um, I definitely want a castle in the future. Oh, Can 100%. you see me in anything else? <laughs> <laughs> we have our little commune around it as well. Ha-ha, yes. Best of both worlds, then. Exactly. <laughs> but we'll speak about that another time, dear listeners and dear viewers. <laughs> Why am I talking like this? <laughs> it's the end of the week over tiredness setting in, I swear. <laughs> <sighs> so, being close to the Scottish border, Chillingham Castle bore the brunt of many Scottish attacks. In 1297, William Wallace attacked the castle. Burning... Sorry? I went, wee William. <laughs> Maybe not uh, wee after what I'm about to say. He reportedly burnt women and children to death in the monastery. Yeah, well, he so... shoots firebolts out of his ass. Didn't you know that? <laughs> or was it thunderbolts? I can't remember. Have you seen Braveheart? It's been many, many years, but I'm fairly sure he didn't actually do that. (laughs) I never require evidence of such things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Of course not, most of the skeptic. (laughs) So in 1298, King Edward I chose Chillingham Castle as the base of his campaign against Scotland. 
and the room he he stayed in is said to be particularly haunted. Mm-hmm. The castle has seen many royal visitors in its day, including King Henry III, King James I, and King Charles I. So, okay. with that little bit of uh, history behind us, let's go into the spook, shall we? Mm. Now, I thought that with this, I would kind of slowly ramp up to what's possibly the uh, the worst spirit that Chillingham is said to have. Yeah, good strategy. Yeah. So, we'll start off with someone quite benign. I think so. So called the Grey Lady, because, like we said before, every, every castle needs at least one Grey Lady. Yeah, it's just tradition at this point. I think it is. I think it's quite homophobic, actually. Where's the Rainbow Lady? <laughs> Where's the LGBTQ massive the Rainbow Lady? Exactly. Imagine that coming through the walls. You'd be like. Wow. And then start singing like um, YMCA through the walls. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you certainly wouldn't miss her if she were rainbow. <laughs> yeah, she's blowing a whistle and she's got her um, glow sticks and she's coming through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on quickly. <laughs> So, the Grey Lady is said to be Lady Mary Berkeley, who died in 1719. She was the wife of the owner of the castle, Ford Grey, the first Earl of Tankerville, who reportedly ran off with her younger sister and left her alone with a baby daughter. He never returned to Chillingham Castle, and she pined away from him, wandering throughout the castle until her death, some 18 years after his. Now, visitors report hearing the rustle of silk as Murray Lady passes and feeling a sudden drop in temperature. Shock. But do you say <laughs> rustle of silk? Mmm. That's the first. I've not actually heard that before. People having a feeling of clothes on them. Well, I think it it, it it's more like the sound that the rustle of silk makes as, as she'd walk. What does that sound like? <laughs> That's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> <All this. laughs> okay, now I really want to feel like like some actual silk and like put it up towards the microphone so we can all like get some kind of yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, we can all get in the moment and just imagine what it would be like for the grey lady to walk past you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there she goes. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe if we get to Chillingham Castle at one point, we'll have to take like some silk up with us just to make the sound of that. Yeah, just to make sure it's not cotton or anything cheap like that. Oh no, not cheap, darling. Never cheap. No, she's not the grey lady. Then she'd be like the grey peasant or the grey milk, <laughs> oh, milk woman. <laughs> So, the next on our list is, as we have mentioned previously, the Blue Boy, also known as the Radiant Boy. And he 
is slash was the phantom that was reputed to haunt the pink bedroom. His pitiful cries can be heard at the stroke of midnight and he would appear as an orb or a halo of blue light, often close to a passage leading to a tower. The glowing figure was then supposed to manifest itself as a little boy dressed in blue. And as PJ has already mentioned, he has been linked to the bones of a child found walled up inside the castle. It was during renovation work in the early 20th century that the grisly discovery was made. Remnants of mouldering blue fabric were discovered along with the skeleton. After the bones were reburied in due ceremony, the phenomenon appeared to cease until, that is, until Sir Humphrey began letting the room because in these days at the moment um you can actually go and stay at Chillingham Castle and rent out the rooms as like short holiday lets well if any of you are subscribed to our spooky shenanigans youtube you will have seen that Nell and I did our first venture outside of the studios and there's more to come the hint was something that Nell just mentioned (laughs) oh yes and I can't wait (laughs) I've been wanting to visit this place for forever. And we're going to sing the song as we go through the castle doors, yeah? And no, darling, you're going to sing the song as we go through the castle doors. It's I'm going to sneak ahead it's and pretend I'm not pork. with you. It's chilling ham. Ba 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 ba. It's chilling ham. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> Spotify, top ten again. I haven't had my first yes to you yet. <laughs> I'm working up to it. I'm working up to it. You can't rush these things. <laughs> I wish you'd just come to expect it. Like, you know, no. <laughs> I'll get them in as and when I'm ready. <laughs> so, next up is the white lady. So, we've had a grey lady. We now have a white lady. Okay. Okay, so those in the castle report a figure in white in the pantry. One tale dates to the time when the room held the family silver and footmen would sleep in the room as a security measure. Now, back in the day, these footmen would actually be locked into the pantry as well. as like an added security measure. Don't ask me why. It's odd, but what to stop people stealing cheese or something? (laughs) Well, no, because that's where they they held all the all the valuable family silver in the pantry. I thought I always thought it was the food place. I suppose yeah, they put all the silver in there, don't they? Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. So one night while on duty, a footman was. A surprised when a woman in white appeared to him and begged him for water. He turned away to fetch some because she seemed so wretched. It was only then he realised the door was locked. If he hadn't opened the door, how had she gotten inside? When he turned back, she had disappeared. According to legend, she still begs for water. No one knows quite who she is, but some suspect she was poisoned. And it's quite interesting, actually, because in doing 
research for this episode, I found a little bit of um, medieval lore. Okay. So, in the medieval period, the white lady acted as a death omen. If you saw one, a member of the family would soon die. In the UK, variations on the tale imply a ghost becomes the white lady if the individual was murdered or commits suicide. If a woman knows the location of treasure but hasn't told anyone, she'll become a white lady when she dies. And she will keep appearing to people until someone goes with her and finds the treasure. So, if we see her, we're following her, right? <laughs> Unless she was murdered or uh, committed suicide. And <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> Did they have one for the grey lady then? Did it say any lore about what turns you into a grey lady? I didn't see anything connected to that. No. You just didn't wash your dress and then you died. <laughs> or you went in search of uh, buried treasure and fell into a moat and drowned. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a one belief I've heard about the whole, like, ghost changing colour kind of thing is the fact that there's some kind of belief that spirits and ghosts are two different things. Spirits are entities which interact with the living, and mm -hmm. they're kind of sentient beings. Whereas the ghosts, it's almost like they're trapped in a time loop. And, oh. I mean, if you think about, like, the old-fashioned, um, like, video recorder players, um, yeah. you have, like, the forwards and the backwards buttons. If you, like, use those often enough, then eventually the tape wears away. And so, and so does the colour. And so it's kind of believed that that kind of is what happens with ghosts, is the fact of, like, they replay certain parts of their lives so often that it mm. just kind of tends to, like, wear away in the end, which is why you get like you know the grey ladies the white ladies sometimes even the brown ladies it it's the color kind of draining from that little period of time it's kind of like the tracks that they leave you know if you walk along yeah, the muddy exactly. path over time the tracks will disappear which kind of would explain um loosely why we don't see ghosts from ancient egypt ancient greece um, Mesopotamia, cavemen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe their energy is being washed away. Yeah, and that's actually really interesting because, um, um, as you know, Bernie and I quite often go to Greece, and one of the first times that we went, I actually mentioned to Bernie, like, this is so weird because obviously, you know, Greece is such an ancient mm. land, but I can't feel anything around me like you can tell that there's so much history and you've got that sense of you know of of walking through the old streets and everything like that but i mean for listeners who have only really started listening i'm something of a sensitive and so i can kind of tell when 
there's the spirit in the room or in the area. And yeah, I just don't get that when we're in grief. And it is the strangest feeling ever. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Okay, it makes sense. Oh, it does. Mm. So, moving back to the Chillingham ghosts. Mm. Um, so, there is a spirit in the chapel of Chillingham Castle. And it is said that the chapel is a highly active room. Uh, three human skeletons were found here. Two of them were found under the glass-stained window and one was found in the back corner underneath the floorboards. The latter skeleton belongs to a little girl. No one can tell quite who she was or what happened to her, but it said her spirit likes to interact with people, in particular with women. She seems to be almost, like, afraid of men. She won't, like, interact with, uh, like, interact with them at all. It is nine times out of ten women who she will interact with. And it said that she quite likes playing with, pe- playing with people's hair. Like, she she will, you know, like, touch them and, like, like, like make it, like, move around and, like, little strands move upwards and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, people feel often overcome with sadness when they sit anywhere near the place where she was found. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's, that makes me sad because, you know, she's, she's a kid. Like, child spirits make me sad. Yeah. Um, they're also creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mama, no, your mama. Yeah, mama. <laughs> you know what voice I'm going to do when we do a sleepover at that castle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mama. <laughs> do we know what happened to the girl? No, it said that we don't really know who she was or, like, what happened to her. Mm. However, judging by some of the history which I'm about to um, tell, we might have something of an idea. Oh, go on. I'm all ears. So, we've covered some of the kind of somewhat benign spirits. Of Chillingham. <laughs> Let's get into arguably the worst spirit who said to be there. My the ghost of John Sage or John Dragfoot. Risen through the ranks of King Edward I's army to lieutenant, but after he suffered an injury to his leg. He was unable to fight. And it, it said that he begged the king for some kind of position to be able to continue to serve. And the king ended up giving him the position of chief jailer, interrogator, and torturer at Chillingham Castle. Nice. It's a good start to the story. <laughs> Just wait. 
<laughs> you think that's bad? You ain't seen love on the ads. <sighs> so it says that he was something of a sadist. And not only that, but he had an intense hatred of the Scots. It <laughs> said that he was, <laughs> <laughs> it was said that he would interrogate, torture, and eventually kill upwards of fifty Scots a week. Jesus, that's awful. Yeah. No wonder William Wallace went mad. Well, it would appear that our resident torturer enjoyed his job a little too much. To the extent where he would start coming up with his own torture devices. Some of these would be things like sticking his victims in a barrel of nails and rolling them down a hill. So literally flayed. Others would be um, placing a starving rat in a barrel and then strapping the barrel to the midriff of the victim. Mm. The rat would then have no other way of escaping other than eating through uh, uh, well, just, yeah, I cannot imagine a worse way to go, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, fine. That is absolutely horrific. I'm pretty sure, though, I've seen those as activities on Butlin's weekend. Ah! <laughs> well, I don't no. know what kind of Butlin's you've been going to, honey, but... Uh... Fun Butlin's. <laughs> <laughs> So, another particularly nasty event was when England and Scotland reached a um, rather short peace time, and (laughs) the king would decide to let the Scottish prisoners go free. However, he was not a fan of this idea. And so instead of, you know, doing what the king told him to do, he took the prisoners and took them to the courtyard of the castle. He then burnt the adults to death in front of the children. At which point then, once they were all dead, he then took the children up to one of the rooms and uh, took a hatchet or an axe to them all until the entire room was dripping with blood. What is wrong with people? Many, many things. Many, many things. However... He would, at some point, have quite the downfall. (laughs) So, the Border Reavers were a band of cattle thieves, outlaws and raiders that operated in the disputed lands between Scotland and England. They were made up of both English and Scottish rogues, deserters, exiles and displaced peasants. And most of the time they had no 
kind of real loyalty to either side. They were just like, yeah, I'm doing my own thing. Like, crack on. <laughs> yeah, I could see myself with them. Yeah, fuck yeah. the country. Yeah. Yeah. You just want me to kill myself for you? Absolutely not. Robin Hood, here I am. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and at the time, however, there was said to be an alliance between the Reavers and King Edward. According to some accounts, Mary Charlton, the daughter of a powerful Reaver chief, was staying at Chilean Castle. Now, there are some accounts saying that she was a hostage to ensure her, her father's loyalty, while others say that she was simply a guest staying there. Yeah. Either way, it wasn't long before she was having an affair with John Sage. And apparently, at one point, they were having rough sex on a stretching rack in the dungeon, as you do, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> when erotic asphyxiation went too far and Sage choked her to death. It happened. <laughs> they've, they've still been consensual there, apparently. <laughs> There was no hiding this crime, and her powerful father, the chief of the Charlton family, demanded that King Edward hand over Sage for justice. And he was like, "Yeah, okay, I, I'm I'm kind of done with him anyway." So he handed him over, and the torture of Chillingham Castle was captured and ironically tortured with his own equipment. <laughs> Finally, he was taken and publicly hanged with a short rope. Now, this meant he would slowly choke to death rather than a quick end by a yeah. broken neck. It was said a huge crowd turned out to see the execution of the Butcher of Chillingham Castle. What a nickname, huh? <laughs> it seems that many of his victims' relatives were in the crowd and they all rushed forward while he was still half alive and cluttered his naked body removing fingers, toes, genitals, ears, and nose. After all was done, what was left of Dragfoot's body was thrown into a cesspit. And the story goes that he haunts the castle to this day. He's reported to have a negative or dark presence and energy, and even occasionally the sound of dragging can be heard. It Wait a second. Where was he hanged? Sorry? Where was he hanged? Where? Yeah. Um, at Chillingham, I'm assuming. It doesn't actually say. I couldn't find, like, where he was actually hanged. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, if it was anywhere else, then that doesn't make sense, because no normally ghosts haunt where they die, didn't they? Um... Yeah, but I guess, you know... Like, I ha I have heard that some spirits choose to stay in, like, particular places. And well, when they die, they go into, like, purgatory and there's someone on a desk that goes, hey, it's your lucky day. Here's this brochure where you really like going while you were still alive. Here's this brochure, this brochure. Where do you want to go to haunt? Because you're not going upstairs and eh, maybe downstairs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's I mean, kind of like, what? <laughs> That's like Amber Lindsay yeah, in the like, Tower of London. Is, like, this guy was pretty darn awful. So if there is a downstairs, he would definitely be there. 
Yeah, exactly. So, me. Don't know. <laughs> Plus the way that they finished him off. I mean, just think about nearly headless Nick. <laughs> I mean, the way you die is how you are as a ghost, right? So what you probably see is just a load of, like, a fucking severed and foot trails. and a toe and a finger <laughs> crawling around Gillingham Castle. Or a pair of bollocks that were hacked off, yeah. <laughs> just like this ghostly knob flopping down the stairs. <laughs> I mean, I'm right. Yes, dear. <laughs> There you go. There you go. You earned yourself a yesterday. Are you happy? I know. <laughs> so if you're listening to this thinking, okay, so all of this is happening like inside the castle. So maybe if I go, I'll be safe outside. I got some bad news for you, I'm afraid. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. The, the outside is just as bad as the inside. If not worse. Sorry. <laughs> so well, let's start off with the lake, shall we? So during the day, this lake is you know, very pretty. It has fish. It has otters that you can watch play. However, it's not particularly nice at night. It says that this is where the bodies of the Scottish people would be thrown after John Sage was done with them. And you can imagine just how many would be at the bottom of this lake. Now, mm. I'm, now I don't know whether this was done before the lake was actually there and, it, and it's like, you know, like a case of bodies, lake... <laughs> Or just thrown in lakes, as you do, I guess, if you're a, 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 an evil son of a gun. But, you know, <laughs> either way, it is said that um, if you were to put your hand in the water, the souls of the dead will reach up and grab you, dragging you to a watery grave. So it is considered to be highly cursed. Which, yes, PJ, the look on your face, I know exactly what you're thinking of doing whenever we go up. That's the first thing you're going to be doing to debunk <laughs> this. Skinny dipping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gra grab whatever they want. Imagining, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> grab whatever they want, you know? <laughs> No, but my other thought before you mentioned that was, um, guess what scene I'm thinking of from a film? We've got three seconds. Maybe <gasps> um, it's Harry Potter and, yeah. In yeah. theory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're like, <laughs> And Dumbledore's yeah. like, woo <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be me at Chillingham Castle. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard, PJ. I'm a what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, 
also, not only do we have the cursed lake, we also have the hanging trees. <laughs> yes, there like the old well. island of Spain again, isn't it? <laughs> so, just a short walk through the woodlands of Chillingham Scrounds to reveal three gnarled, sinister looking trees. Only one remains standing, the other two lie on their sides. These are known as the hanging trees. Mm. Supposedly, many hanging executions took place at Chillingham Castle. Now, some of these were meant to inflict slow, painful death. Some saw victims hanged by their feet. Bodies weren't removed after death, but left to rot, fall to pieces, and slowly make their way to the grounds. And it said that if you dig too much around these trees, you will still find fragments of bone to this day. Bring in a shovel. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, you've got to get something to bring back. And the gift shop, as we've already established, is very expensive. Uh, yeah, um, um, I'll get to that in a minute, darling. You may not want to when I uh, tell you that little bit of info. Yeah, I'm going to get it around my neck, a nice little trinket. <laughs> nice bit of toe bone or something, you know? <laughs> oh, no. No, no. <laughs> Go on then, scare me. (laughs) So, one grisly story from this area tells of some monks who discovered and attempted to help hanging victims from the trees while collecting water. Unfortunately, they were also caught and hanged. Many now claim to sight ghostly monks roaming this area. The presence of light anomalies, disembodied footsteps and voices are also common to this area of the woods. And even the front driveway into the grounds of Chillingham Castle have been soaked in blood. This section of the grounds has been appropriately nicknamed the Devil's Walk or Devil's Walkway. Similarly to the area near the hanging trees, the ground here is littered with human bones due to many other people being hanged and left to slowly rot and decay into the earth. This is also thought to be a paranormal hotspot with more light anomalies and footsteps commonly heard when there is no one around. Now, remember what, uh, what you said just now about the taking things as a trinket? It is said that Chillingham has a curse on it. Oh, a curse. This a is curse. curse. Yeah. That is it curse. It is said that a witch was murdered Castle, and the curse that she placed on it was that anyone who took something from the castle would be cursed with bad luck. And there is actually a room with her portrait hanging in it that you can see. And below it, there are a bunch of letters apologizing from visitors who have apparently taken things. Now, this really, really reminds me of our previous episode of Robert the Doll. Mm-hmm. This really reminds me of yeah, it. I was going to say, who copied off who? <laughs> right? Like, come on, guys. A little bit of, a, of, of you know, being original here. <laughs> I know, jeez. And you said that her portrait is hanging up there. Yes. When was she supposed to be around? 
Uh, I'm not sure. I couldn't find much information about her, but... And she I must mean, have been a noble person then, if she had a portrait done. Right? I, I mean, I'd assume so. Presumably the castle has more information. Oh, that's another good reason to go and see it. Exactly, yes. <laughs> I'm on my way to Chillingham Castle. Castle. We're going to find out if she was noble-born. We're going <laughs> to take some bones as thing, uh, gifts. Nope. <laughs> then I'm going to divert the curse to you. <laughs> do, 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 do. There's not enough incense for this. So those are the main like stories surrounding Chilean Castle. Like I said, you can actually go and stay there overnight. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah, for sure. And there have been many like um like um like ghost tours and Ooh. things of that nature around the place, which they apparently get a lot of activity from, which I'm not really surprised. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I've got to tell you as well, as well for the listeners, something that we can do in the future. Lincoln, which obviously I go to a lot with Travis, mm. um, one of my, well, his stepdad's um, friend does ghost tours. Ooh. And they'd be happy for us to go along and do a live for them on YouTube. Listeners and watchers, if you're interested in this, let us know below because that sounds oh, awesome. Absolutely. Yes, mm. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, wrapping up this episode, Dream Castle is well used to hosting filming companies, which notably it was the location for the film Elizabeth, which absolutely adore that film. What, with Kate Blanchett? Yeah, the very same. <gasps> they are brilliant. I love those. Oh, same, same. Excellent like, film. I remember getting the video of that when I was young and just watching and re-watching and re-re-re-re-watching like over and over again. It was my favourite film for forever. Same. She was fantastic. Oh, she <laughs> really was. Amazing woman. As well as The Making of Harry Potter... And has also been one of the locations for shows such as Scariest Places on Earth and Most Haunted. Making of Harry Potter? Yes. So, as in, was the show, The Making of Harry Potter, filmed there where the cast would go and they would just talk about it? Or was somewhere in the film actually shot there? Mm, Something for you to look into, maybe, being a bit of a Potterhead. Yeah, pot, um, definitely a potter head. <laughs> Not the other. <laughs> I can't smoke. I, can't, I just can't smoke. <laughs> I'm a rubbish Viking, really. Can't grow a beard. Hair's too short. <laughs> no tattoos. Ah, dear. So, listeners and viewers, what are your thoughts on Chillingham Castle? Is it a place of hyperactive, ghostly, supernatural (laughs) uh, events and 
a hive of... Couldn't think of any good words. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it just, again, like other places, bricks and mortar and stone and weirdos thinking that things go bump in the night? Nell and I will find out for you when we go and stay. Wait. I'm excited. <laughs> anyway, this is Spooky Shenanigans, your podcast all things spooky, creepy, and downright strange. This was episode three of season two. And thank you for tuning in with your hosts, PJ, and my co-host, Nell. But until next time, dear listeners and watchers, Stay Stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye.